0: Christos was grass. Christ is risen, indeed he is risen. It's is Father Basil Malovany again, doing another podcast. Hope everyone is doing well, <laughs> wherever they're listening from this evening. And today is actually the day before Ascension. The Ascension of the Lord. And it's the last day that we say, Christos Vesgras. The last day we say the Easter greeting to one another because on the day of Ascension, the Easter season is over. So, talk more about Ascension probably tomorrow. And today is actually an interesting feast day, this day before Ascension, uh, 25th of May. It's called The Third Finding of the Head of John the Baptist. And, you know, when we um, remember the story of John the Baptist, it's really about him um, making sure that God's truth is always followed in this world. And if you remember the story of what happened to John the Baptist, um, he was of course the precursor, the the one that was going to baptize people before Jesus' ministry began. And John and, and Jesus of course were cousins. And, and of course John was baptizing people with water in the wilderness and for the forgiveness of sins. And then we know about. Um, Jesus. Wanting to be baptized by John. So John baptized Jesus in the water. And then the. Dove. Uh, the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove came. Uh, down. And uh, the God's voice. God the Heavenly Father's voice was heard. Saying this is my beloved son. Of whom I am well pleased. And. Um, After that, you know, Jesus began his ministry, and John was still baptizing people. John's followers, um, you know, a lot of them became Jesus' followers. It's even, um, uh, you know, thought of that maybe some of Jesus' disciples, uh, apostles, were actually originally the apostles of John. So some of the some of the uh, twelve apostles were actually followers of John first before they followed Jesus, and then afterwards, you know, uh, later on in in uh, Jesus's ministry, he got word that John was in prison, and the reason John was in prison was that um, John had angered. Um, the, uh, Herod, you know, uh, the ruler of that area and, um, it, it was, uh, well known that Herod had married his brother's wife and basically committing adultery because, uh, his wife was still married to his brother and Herod took her for her, herself himself. And, and John um, didn't want to, <laughs> you know, he, he, he basically uh, told Herod straight out that he was committing adultery, that he was sinning against the Lord. And, of course, Herod didn't like this and put John in prison. And then uh, you know, the the wife of uh, the 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 wife the new life, wife of Herod, who was of course his brother's wife first, didn't like John at all because of the scandal that was being caused by his telling the truth that they were committing adultery, and so of course we we know the story in the Gospels where Herod uh, was intrigued by his new wife's daughter. Uh, who danced provocatively in front of him and his friends and asked for anything, uh, asked her that he would give anything to her, even half the kingdom of his kingdom because of her provocative dancing. And, of course, she went to her mother and, and asked what he what she wanted, and her mother said, I want the head of John the Baptist on a silver platter. So that's how the story goes. So of course Herod didn't really want to kill John, uh, but because of his oath that he made to his basically, I guess you would call her step his stepdaughter, um, he uh, decided to have John beheaded. And uh, the the this feast that we celebrate today is called the third finding of the head of John the Baptist because. Obviously, after John's beheading, uh, his disciples went away and, and buried the body. Uh, and, of course, his head went missing a few times. And uh, it was found uh, numerous times in the early church history. Uh, that's why there's the first finding of the head, the second finding of the head, and, of course, uh, the third finding of the head of John the Baptist. Um, so we uh we 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 have to think about this today you know how are we going to manage to live out the truth of the gospel in this very secular pagan world sometimes that we live in and it's interesting i was teaching today uh in a in a classroom and in a school and uh, part of what I was teaching for the first time in a long time was religion, which is I don't usually get to teach my subject matter in a school when I teach. I, I teach a lot of other things, but today I was teaching religion. And I, uh, I uh, part of what, was, uh, what we were t- uh, talking about in the class was our conscience. How do we form our conscience? As Christians, and and how do we know what is evil and what is good in this world? How do we know what to how to do good and avoid evil? And uh, I know that it's very interesting that that I was teaching this exactly on this day uh, that we celebrate the finding of the third finding of the head of John the Baptist, because John had to make a decision, like many of us do as Christians, you know. He could have easily avoided conflict and this ignored um, Herod's adultery and ignored the things that are going on in this world and this let people be what they want it to be, you know. And, and this is this is what many people say that we they don't want the church to tell them how to live. They don't want the church to tell them about their sinfulness. They don't want the church to to tell them to repent and to follow God's law. We we just want priests and bishops and church members just to leave us alone, you know. We just want them to to <laughs> to basically not uh bother us and, and just let us live the we, way we want to. But John was a prophet. John the Baptist couldn't leave people alone when he saw sin. He had to call them out on it, you know? And, and he, he, he knew what was sinful and what was holy in, in our spiritual, moral life. So he had to form his conscience himself too, by the, by the Holy Spirit forming his conscience knowing what is evil versus what is good. And you know, I was thinking about this <laughs> today as I was talking to my students. And you know, how do we form our consciences today? What do we what do we use to form our conscience? You know, do we use the holy scripture? Do we use the teachings of the church? Do we use the commandments and And, uh, you know, the sacraments and all the church things that we learn about all the time. So if we use those things to form our conscience, I think we're, we're, we're on the path to spiritual salvation. But unfortunately, many people do not use the church to form their consciences. They use worldly things. So, you know, (laughs) it's so easy to be caught up with worldly, um, affairs and to, to form our, our, uh, judgments and our, and our, our ways of doing things in life based on worldly things instead of spiritual things, you know, and, uh so many examples of that in today's world, uh, the whole, uh, the whole issue of, of our moral issues. You know, and going back to abortion, euthanasia. Oh, there's so many Catholics who have no problem with it, with birth control. So many Catholics who say, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with abortion. There's nothing, it's the woman's right to choose. nothing wrong with euthanasia. You know, if someone is ill and, Suffering, why should, why should they live anymore? Let's, let let them die. You know, uh, put, put an end to their suffering. And, you know, the, these are, these are the moral issues that we are so confused about in this world today. We are so confused about what we we're supposed to believe as Catholics. So I was, I was teaching about these issues in my class today. And, uh, you know, it's very simple. We protect life. Life has to be protected, human life, right from conception until natural death. We have to protect human life right from the moment of conception to natural death. And, of course, people get into all these type of arguments. Well... You know, why is it that the woman has to, especially if there is abuse and rape and, and all this stuff, why should they, uh, have to carry the, 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 the you know, the baby in them and all this, all these, uh, things that, again, our consciousness are formed, uh, often wrongly in our world because we are not caring about anyone but ourselves, you know? And, of course, we need to help those who are vulnerable in our society. And women who, you know, have had uh, bad relationships, who were abused, uh, um, you know, um, attacked, raped, of course, we have to help them out. There's no doubt about it that as Christians we have to help in those situations. But abortion is always wrong. It's considered by the church as murder. And same with euthanasia. Abortion and euthanasia are both considered wrong, you know? So uh, we can't we can't argue about that, you know, we have to form our conscience to know that life is from natural as con- conception to natural death. And again, um, John the Baptist died for his beliefs. He died because of what he told King Herod uh, about the wrongness of adultery, about the sin of adultery. Are we willing to lose everything that we have in this world to tell people about the sin of abortion or the sin of euthanasia or the sin of birth control or the sin of anything that is against God's will? It's so easy to say, well, let people live the way they want. Let people do whatever they want in this world. Nobody... It doesn't matter what they do. Just, just leave them be. Well, not really, not really at all. We have to. That that tells me when people say that that their consciences are not formed correctly, because if people's consciences were formed according to church teachings. If their people's consciences were formed according to how well, God wants us to live in this life, they wouldn't say that just let people do whatever they want and let uh, these, uh, you know, uh, beautiful babies in the womb die, be murdered from abortion. Or let these beautiful people who are older or are sick and still beautiful uh, images of God's creation, beautiful images of image and likeness of God, be killed by euthanasia because people don't think that they need to live anymore, or people, or they they themselves are influenced by the devil, influenced by so many evil. Aspects of our society, and and forget, forget about the the mystery of suffering. I, I did a podcast many months ago about that, about the mystery of suffering. If you ever want to look back on it, on my website, and um, people people are just unfortunately not. Um, they're not their consciences are not formed according to how. God wants us to think. So we have to know the difference between good and evil. All these, um, sinful actions that we do in this life, which we, we don't even call sin anymore. We just, <laughs> you know, uh, adultery, sexual pro- promiscuity, addictions, uh, you know, uh, anything against the commandments we just we totally disregard we don't even care about them anymore we just say well let people live the way they want let people do what they want and and it doesn't affect me so if they want to have you know as much sex as they want outside of marriage and then have as many abortions as they want and uh, if they want to die uh, because they're suffering or their m- mental anguish, oh, let them kill themselves or let someone put the needle on them and, and let them die. Well, that's not right. That's not the way that God created us to live. Yes, life is hard. We all have hardships in life. We all have difficulties we have to overcome. But saying that we're going to... um murder ourselves, kill ourselves, the euthanasia, or let someone kill us, or, you know, um, let, uh, kill uh, the, the uh, baby in the womb is not right. No matter what circumstances have happened, we have to learn about the sanctity of life. Just like St. uh John the Baptist learned the difference between right and evil, between good and evil. We have to learn the same thing. So this is my podcast for today. God bless you. Have a great day.